All right, here we are. We are back. Back, back at it again. Back at it again for episode 10 of From the Pocket. We've already done 10 of these. That's pretty cool. That's pretty crazy. I I don't know. It started at first. It felt like these were going by real quick, and now it doesn't feel like that. I don't know. I don't know if you share that sympathy or not. <laughs> no, nah, I feel like they're, uh, we're going to get some good stuff, I think. Yeah, I always I look at those podcasts that have like 300 episodes and I'm just like, wow, that's whew, that is a lot of time. Hopefully we get to that point. But for now, this is episode 10. And more specifically, this is a review of week four of the NFL season for 2020. And uh, yeah, we had some games or one game in particular that got canceled and another game got moved uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic so a very eventful and mixed up week for the league uh yeah kind of hope i guess week five goes a little smoother there aren't any more outbreaks hopefully they got it under control but uh yeah we can uh get started we're uh visiting first we're going to the patriots and the chiefs this is one of those games that got messed up from the coronavirus it got rescheduled from sunday afternoon to monday night and um Cam Newton for the Patriots was out. He was one of the positive tests for the coronavirus this week. And, yeah, they, they had to go with Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham. Well, it was uh, Brian Hoyer road. to start, but then he got benched for Jared Stidham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, really, I think, uh, I don't know what you want to say on this game, but the main takeaway for me on this game was uh, I just want to say kudos to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, you know, terrible quarterback play on their side and they held the Chiefs to six points uh in the first half this was a game through three quarters it wasn't until really the the Chiefs went up 10 to 19 in the fourth that it kind of felt like it was over uh the Patriots had two picks after that as well but yeah no I I, I was very impressed with the Patriots that was kind of my takeaway from this yeah, I was impressed with the Patriots too. I uh, like, like you said in that first half, it was three to six, and I was like, "Oh man, I think Bill Belichick could could possibly do this." But I think the name of this game was uh, the three turnovers, uh, two by Jarrett Stidham, one was a pick six, and the other one from Brian Hoyer. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if Cam was there, I think this game would have been a lot closer. But I still don't think the I, I still would have gave the edge to the Chiefs. But yeah, solid performance uh, or, or attempt of performance by the Patriots. Uh, looking at the stats, Damian Harris, their this running back that they drafted last year had 17 carries for 100 yards. So yeah, yeah. That I mean, you'll take that. And then um, you know, Patrick Mahomes played decently. Didn't have a terrible game. Didn't have a turnover. Uh, you know, just solid pedestrian game by Patrick by patty and i mean you know hitting back on you know damian harris and his 100 yard day they the patriots even without cam newton they ran the ball pretty well everyone outside of jared stidham averaged more than four yards a carry um and damian harris their lead back averaged almost six yards a carry i think it was 5.9 yeah almost so and, and yeah as you said the, the chiefs they were you know they took care of business that that's what it was patrick mahomes didn't have a flashy game though he always has a few passes that just make you go wow that's crazy I didn't know somebody could do that <laughs> but yeah um and, and kind of looking forward for these teams the Chiefs are at home against Vegas next week so we kind of know how that's gonna go and <laughs> uh Denver is uh visiting New England next week so uh, I think these are two games that are uh opportunities for a bounce back performance for both of these after a pretty wacky week for both organizations so yeah, did you have anything you wanted to add on that game? I don't know. It felt like a pretty 
I was not very surprised by how this game went, especially with the absence of Cam Newton, I guess. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. We, we can move on. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to the other Monday night game, the original only supposed to be Monday night game, I guess you could say. The Falcons visiting the Green Bay Packers. Uh, one team is looking for their first win. The other team has not lost yet, and that trend did not change last night. Aaron Rodgers, four touchdowns, 300 yards, 27 for 33. Uh, Christian, what was your takeaway? Was this a surprising game in any regard for you? Or I mean, I, I know you got to see a good amount of this game. What was your What was your takeaway from it? Actually, I I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were I thought you were watching it last night. I was, and then uh, we started watching uh, a movie here at uh, my home. So uh, anyway, I, I the, the Packers did what they were expected to. I I expected them to beat this Falcons team. This Falcons team isn't very good. Um, Aaron Rodgers is looking is looking like an MVP. Uh, Aaron Jones running the ball well. Was had 15 carries, 71 yards. That's about a 4.7. Um, had a big day from Robert Tonyan. I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm also third, not sure. Tight end, uh, third year in the league. So he had six catches, 98 yards, three touchdowns. So, and I just think on this Falcons team, you know, they. I, I think I heard them during the broadcast. They were they were out there kicker, so uh, they were going going for a lot of fourth downs. Like they had this one drive in the first half where they were on their like two and like drove and had like nearly a twenty play drive and only got three points out of it. So that's that's just yeah that's just just tell his team. And, you know, Todd Gurley did have a good he had two touchdowns. Didn't really have a solid game. Was averaging under. It was only averaging only 3.6 yards per carry. And, you know, pro- I want to give props to Xavier Alexander on what what he did with uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley had five targets and zero catches. Oh, zero Jair yards. Alexander. I'm sorry. Jair Alexander. I don't know if I said that wrong. But, yeah. So, great uh, great overall win for the Packers team. They kind of, they've dominated this team, which they should have. And, yeah. Well, you have anything to say, Jake? I mean, you know, just kind of hitting off of what you said it the Falcons were not really it didn't feel like they were in this game outside of the beginning the Packers drove down the field their opening drive it was 7-0 and then the Falcons uh, I I think they went three and out and then the Packers were threatening to score again but the Falcons defense held strong and they held they they got him in a goal line stand forced a turnover on downs and then as you said they had that 20 play drive that they only got a field goal out of and that was that was kind of it at that point. The Packers scored again, and then they scored again, and it was 20-3 to at half. Uh, they put together a decent third quarter, put up two touchdowns, but that was, that was pretty much game at that point. Um, final score was 30-16. to So uh, the pa- notes for the Packers, they ran the ball 26 times. As you said, Aaron Jones had a pretty good day, but this was tied for the uh, least amount of times they've ran it, um, uh, tied with last week when they played the Saints. And then... On the Packers, they look like one of those premier conference teams. Uh, I think the way that the conference is shaping up in terms of injuries and and those teams that are kind of rising to the top, it's good for the Packers because there's not a team like the 49ers last year that are just dominant on both offensive and defensive lines that can bully around the Packers, I think. The Seahawks don't really have that presence. You don't really think the Bucks have that presence. And the Packers already shown they can compete with the Saints in that regard. Yeah, so and they uh, Packers won't beat the Seattle last year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and they the beat playoffs. them in the playoffs. So, you know, the Packers, it really feels like 
they're going to be one of those the best teams in the league and the or in the conference at least. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are in the MVP race at this point. And once the Packers get uh, uh, Devontae Adams back, they're they're going to be looking scary. And that's they're five and zero, oh, I think I heard without Devontae Adams, which is just yeah, ridiculous. they can play without him. They they win they win games without him. But I mean, uh, this Falcons team really, I didn't eat with or without Devontae Adams. I, I Devontae Adams is just a bonus. But yeah, either with or without him, they're going to win this game. Yeah, and uh, the the note I have for Atlanta, and uh, this is this. Uh, relates to a topic we'll talk about a little later I wonder if the Houston Texans will inspire the Atlanta Falcons um so but that yeah that's all I got the Packers 4-0 Falcons still winless at 0-4 so but we can uh we can move on to some of the games that took place on Sunday starting with the uh Ravens visiting Washington not really a visit they are both really really close to each other uh, you know, Baltimore, Maryland, and Washington D.C. right around the corner from each other practically. Uh, it was a on on Baltimore side of things. I thought it was a good bounce back game for them, coming back off a short week and a loss to the Chiefs. Uh, they lost the turnover battle, but they still managed to win it by multiple possessions. So, uh, Christian, what, what were your thoughts? Were was this? Uh, what were your thoughts? Was this a good win for Baltimore? Were you surprised at all? Did you think there'd be a hiccup after their loss to the Chiefs last week? No, in my analysis uh, last week, I I said I think this is a good, great bounce back game for them, and I think Baltimore did what they were supposed to do. Even though Lamar didn't have his best game, really, uh, he did have a turnover and only threw twenty one passes, one hundred ninety three yards. But yeah, I, I I think they did what they were expected to. I on the other side for Dwayne Haskins, you know, there was rumors that you know if we're well, not rumors, but like uh, Ron Rivera had, like spoke outwardly like, hey, if you don't start playing well and stop keep these turnovers down like you will get benched and um he i mean he he threw for 314 yards on on this ravens defense but other than that i this team is just so deficient um terry mclaurin had another big day 10 catches 118 yards no touchdowns um yeah they're uh it the only thing i mean as we said in our analysis going into this game you know they lost um chase young for that week and and they let matt uh ianitis uh for the year so when they don't really have that the really i think is their strength of this team which is that pass rush they i don't think this this team is going to win a lot of games yeah i mean this is that you know i mean and and talking about next week they got to go play the rams so i mean that looks like that could be another loss for them maybe that defensive line is able to make jared goff uncomfortable and keep it close or force a turnover we've seen we've seen jared goff do that before against uh really high level defenses so maybe that's kind of the angle they they go for but yeah i mean this is i'm not surprised with where washington is they've they've had to play a, a lot of teams and and a lot of quarterbacks that just really really match up well with what they're trying to accomplish as a team and yeah I just I hope they can uh I I hope they can kind of turn it around I but really I think this is I mean they're they're in a conference that uh a division yeah yeah the NFC division yeah the NFC East is terrible so they're still in that for sure uh, and I want to get into the NFCs when we talk about the Cowboys or the Eagles, depending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure we're gonna. Yeah, it's it's a debacle of a division. But the Ravens, <laughs> uh, they play the Bengals. They're going to play a division game and rough for Joe Burrow, but another good chance for Baltimore to kind of just roll and do their Baltimore I thing. I still expect that to be uh, semi-close, maybe 
you know, this is an inter- inter- conf- this is a conference game, so a division game, excuse me, and uh, you know, you 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 really usually see like closer games usually, but you know, we'll see. I think the Ravens are t- more talented than the uh, Bengals, so we'll we'll see. But uh, you ready to move on to your team, the Seahawks and the Dolphins? Yeah, it was uh, surprisingly close. It was only um, in the third quarter. It was seventeen to uh, twelve. I know. I know we uh, only had got field goals though. But you'll take that going into the fourth down, uh, like five points. So, but uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had two interceptions, um, and he was our leading rusher <laughs> for the game. He had six carries, forty-seven yards, and a touchdown. So he kept us in it. Um, but yeah. It's. I knew we weren't gonna beat Seattle, and Russ is Russ is pretty good. Russ is great. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, this was probably Russ's worst game of the season up to this point. He he probably pulled back a little bit, getting back in that conversation with Aaron Rodgers and and him in terms of the MVP. But he still did cook. Uh, Chris Carson was able to. He he got five yards of carry, got two touchdowns. Good. He 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 got to play. As you said. Um, this was a pretty competitive game up until the fourth. Oh uh, yeah, I was sh- I was shocked. Seattle was up by two possessions a couple of times. I mean, but those were nine point leads, you know. So I mean, it's it's barely a, a two possession game. Um, they even scored a touchdown despite Miami having twelve people on the field at one point. So, um, <laughs> and and then yeah, and then uh, Miami had an interception, and Seattle was able to put it away, and Miami found some some garbage time points. Um, but yeah, I, I think my main takeaway, I don't really have anything else to add for Seattle. It feels like they, you know, it's a tough game that they had to go to traveling the way they did across the country. And Miami's just naturally anyway, no matter where you're coming from, it's a hard place to play. So props to the Seahawks on the Dolphins end. They missed their window to put Tua in for at least a couple more weeks. And that's a real bummer. They had the Jaguars, which they did win. I'll give them credit for that. But they also had the Seahawks secondary. And now they have to go to San Francisco. And then they have to go to Denver. And then the Chargers and the Rams, they'll be playing at home. So uh, I feel like your window to get Tua in and get a couple games under his belt before he has to play some tough defenses again has kind of been missed. So that's that's really my big notes for both of those teams. Um, I think, well, I think our thing is, like, I think we want more of a team around him. And, like, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't playing terrible, but he, I mean, he hasn't played great either. But, like you said, this was a team that you could have gone, could have put him in, but uh, I'm not, I wouldn't put him again uh, up against the 49ers, so. All right, well, we can move on to probably one of the bigger surprises of the week, I thought, the uh, Cardinals and the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> you picked the card. I bet the funny Cardinals. Enough, uh, <laughs> I bet them, and they you bet the they Cardinals. Lost. And it was funny uh, going back and listening. I had I had a Freudian slip uh, where I picked the Panthers, but uh, backed out of that and said uh, the Cardinals. But yeah, good on the Panthers. You know they're showing that you know we can win without Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, so, two and zero without uh, him. They were zero two with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want that to be their mo. But yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah, uh, no. Kyler Murray had a bounce back game. 24, 24 for thirty. Hit thirty one attempts and only a hundred and thirty three. Yeah, that's not good. And three touch. He had three touchdowns, no interceptions. 78 uh, yards on the ground as well. Yeah, so um, are you, uh, Jake, I know you, you're kind of high on the Cardinals. I, well, we both were. Uh, 
Do you do you fear anything from the Cardinals, or this is what you kind of expected? I mean, I thought they, I thought this was really set up. Once they got a win against San Fran in Week One, yeah, I mean, they looked really good in that game. Well, yeah, they looked good in that game. So I, I also thought, yeah, and then they got a win against uh, Washington in Week Two. I mean, I thought this was set up really well for them to go on a really early game win streak and rack up some early wins, even if their schedule does maybe toughen up a little bit on the back half predominantly because they have to start playing their division. But no, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. I mean, I can imagine anybody who thought the Cardinals were going to be a surprise team are pretty disappointed after these last two weeks. And, and really when you, when you watch the game and you look at the game, the Cardinals really were not in it. Like the Panthers jumped up early. They, they held the Cardinals yeah, to two punts to zero, and in, it was uh, yeah 14 quarter. to zero. And they had a chance to go up by a third possession, but after they forced another punt, but uh, uh, they had an interception and that put the Cardinals back in the game for the moment. The Cardinals scored made it 14, seven, but then uh, by the time going into the fourth quarter, it was 31 to 14. I mean, they, they really at no point were they in this game outside of that brief moment where, you know, the Panthers had that interception. So, you know, as you said, 31 attempts, 133 yards, that's really not going to get it done. And that's kind of been the, like, that's kind of how their offense has been running. But because of how good Kyler Murray's been on the ground and that defense has played Ben but don't break really well and DeAndre Hopkins and all those weapons are having great games. And, you know, as I said, as a team, they're able to run the ball. We kind of were like, whatever, we don't, they're, they're fine. They're winning without it. And then now that they're not, <laughs> it feels like all the attention's going, you know, why are you only averaging like four and a half yards a throw? <laughs> so I, it's a concern. I, I'm not too concerned. I mean, I know some people who had them going like 12 and four. I mean, obviously they're probably really concerned, but I had this team finishing third in their division behind the 49ers and the Seahawks. I had them going 10 and six. Again, you hope they get some early wins to try to get closer to that number. But a two and two team, I still feel really good about them going ten and six. They're playing the Jets next week, so that's a pretty good chance that, to write the ship. Now, if they back, lose yeah. to the Jets, oh no, nah, I'd be worried. I'm gonna be coming and singing a different tune next week. I <laughs> promise you. But I, I anticipate that being a pretty good bounce back. And the Panthers are. Oh, I have. I ha- oh, the Panthers are going to the Falcons. Um, so it should be a, a really good chance for the Panthers to, you know, they're two and two despite in, in a rebuilding season. So, you know, maybe they get that, that above 500 uh, pretty early in the season. That'd be really nice for them, especially in a division I, where the Saints are, they're two and two now and the Bucks are three and one. So, yeah, yeah, they're the Panthers are right there. They're, they've been playing pretty good football these past couple weeks. Yeah, I expected this team to be scrappy. I just didn't think they were going to get a lot of wins. But yeah, good. like you said, two and zero without Christian McCaffrey. So, um, yeah. yeah, they'll take that. And I mean, I think it also helps because we kind of thought. I know I thought Atlanta would be a little better than them this year. I had them going seven and nine versus uh, we all thought the Panthers going five Atlanta and eleven. Be pretty good. So with, with the the new advent of how bad the Falcons are, maybe the Panthers sneak a couple more wins away. This could. This could be a team pushing for 500 at the end of the year at this rate. I wouldn't be surprised about it. But, um, yeah, good, good for the Panthers, and hopefully Cardinals can right the ship. I'm I'm not worried yet, though. I'm not selling okay. my Cardinals stock. <laughs> so, But we can uh, move on to uh, my game of the week, the Cowboys and the Browns. And, boy, oh, boy. I told you. That was rough. I told that was you. Bad. Well, I mean, I, I was talking to you about this where, you know, listening back to the podcast, you're like – 
well, you know, you got this stat here, and you got this mismatch, and this mismatch, and you got this mismatch, and the Cowboys are struggling here, and the Browns are really good here, and you have all these different breakdowns for it, and I'm just like, but the Cowboys are at home, you know. No, I, I, as I told you, when you when you broke it down like about Baker Mayfield being not great on the road, I was like, oh man, I might have might have messed up. But I, I will say though, <laughs> going in the fourth quarter and the Cowboys starting, they put up twenty four points in that fourth quarter. I was like, you know that Jordan Pill meme where he's like sweating <laughs> in his wife's ass. That's what how I felt. I was just like, Cleveland, y'all are up forty one to fourteen. What is happening? Yeah, I mean, I, I was never really worried uh, uh well i mean i was worried about the cowboys losing i was never worried about the Browns' situation they were up i mean 41 to 14 at some point they they played really well situationally they were able to get a field goal going into halftime and then they got the ball at the half and at that point they were just able to put it away they got 300 yards on the ground rushing without nick chubb for three quarters i mean, I mean before he left the game he he had on the day six carries, forty three yards. Yeah, so, I mean he like, was he still was, killed. He was carving them up <laughs> yeah. early, but they were give anybody. I mean they averaged seven point seven yards a carry. Anybody they gave it to was just tearing up. I mean you're talking at that point you're you have a run game that is literally as effective yards wise as your pass game. Baker Mayfield was pretty pedestrian, had less than two hundred yards, but again they didn't need him like three hundred rushing yards. Both teams. And he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't turn the ball over. He did not turn. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember. The Cowboys, meanwhile, they had two more fumbles uh, to continue that, um, <laughs> and then Dak had an interception at the end. But that was it was already game anyway by that point. Um, I think both teams had 500 yards. Um, Dallas, uh, my notes for the Cowboys, I guess Dallas is they're just not a good team. They're just not a good team. Like I, <laughs> they, they got a great offense, but that's not that does not make a good team. This defense is one of the five worst in the league. And, you know, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about last week. Well, you know, it's the Cowboys have a decent rush defense. Now, no, they don't. They just don't. You just don't have to run it on them. Like, why would you run it on them? They can't stop the pass. But when you do run it on them, you find out, oh, they can't stop the run either. So, yeah, uh, Browns are three and one, which is kind of weird to say. And Miles Garrett wreaked havoc. So some solid notes for the Browns they're they're looking real good and uh, I'm, I'm happy for the Browns they're really keeping up in in an extremely tough division and NFC East the Eagles lead it with one two and one <laughs> so that's what I got on both of that I don't know what else you wanted to say um highlighting Odell had a great game he had two carries 73 yards and a touchdown uh that really kind of when they were Browns were kind of uh, uh, reeling a little bit, like they were kind of him, like uh, when Dallas started to bring that, bring uh, the to close the gap on that lead. You know, Odell had that touchdown, that nice run, and then he also got uh, five catches, eighty-one yards, two touchdowns. Um, a little worried about mm. Zeke, though. A little worried about yeah. Zeke. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, poor Cowboys, just awesome offense, but just no defense to really back it up. Well, I, I just wanted to say the last thing. Uh, people calling for uh, Mike Nolan's job is a little ridiculous. Um, I mean, this is a whole new scheme. Mike Nolan's bringing a whole multi-front, different, you know, kind of scheme. It's it's different from what Rod Marinelli wanted to play during his six-year stint in Dallas. So, uh, Mike Nolan is, you know, he's trying to make uh, – he's trying to make spaghetti with ingredients that make pancakes essentially like you're talking about a different 
you know, it's it's only so much he can do. And and frankly, four games in during a season that we've seen defenses struggle horrendously across the board, it's, it, people need to calm down. People need to let this this new um, coaching staff figure out what they're doing and, and get their stuff together before we start jumping on this. We miss Jason Garrett and Mike Nola needs to go. And uh, this is <laughs> a little. I'm still worried. I still don't think this team's good, but you know is what it is but yeah we can move on to the uh, a pretty good game for the week uh you know the las vegas raiders uh hosted the buffalo bills uh what else more to say josh allen is continuing to be great he's you know had it not been for russell wilson and aaron Rodgers, he'd probably be the talk of the league right now um had some more great throws it was a little bit of a pedestrian game for him in the box score but he had some he had this one throw where he was rolling out on third down and he was getting sacked and he just flipped the ball out just flipped it and to Stephon Diggs and uh Stephon Diggs picked up a first down so I mean just some superstar kind of plays from him um definitely I was wrong I thought he was going to regress this year he's got 12 touchdowns one interception 71 percent I think 1200 yards uh yeah I mean the Bills look really good um what 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 do you got to say about this game Christian were you were did anything about this surprise you or was it pretty much expected the the way it played out no I I thought the Bills would uh win um I didn't really get to see this game um yeah I Bills are Bills look pretty good pretty good um their divisions looking uh, like they can uh, really run away with it so yeah good on the bills yeah and i mean you know with the loss the patriots had um you know this week to the chiefs yeah the bills are in prime position to really start gaining some separation in this in this division i haven't looked up their i haven't looked up their schedule uh after their upcoming schedule but i mean yeah Let me i mean they're to you real quick uh they're actually playing the titans Oh yeah, I have. I'm sorry, I do have that right here. I, I missed that. Yeah, so I don't know what what's gonna happen there. I don't know. I know the Titans obviously had their scare last week. I don't know if they're gonna be good to go or if they're gonna have to sit out another week. But either way, it feels like the Titans, because of that COVID scare, if they do play, they're gonna be pretty pretty gutted. So it's setting up real nicely for the Bills to just continue to build build these wins. And the Raiders play the Chiefs next week, and we all are pretty. Sure, I imagine we know how that's going to look, how that's going to go. <laughs> really, my note on the Raiders, they hang around. Like, they make it look like they're there. You know, they were down 14-3. to They get a field goal. And then, you know, it's 17-13 to at halftime. They get a touchdown at the end. Come out and get a field goal, and it's 17-16. So, it's like, okay, they're here. They're really good. And then the Bills took it over. They score 13 unanswered points. The Raiders fumbled it twice in the fourth quarter and got a turnover on downs before they scored some garbage time points to bring it within a possession. But I don't know. I really, every time I I'm like right there on the edge, I'm putting a foot into the room of believing in the Raiders. <laughs> like just, Oh, they beat the saints. They're two and Oh, Oh man. And then they dropped two straight. And even though they were in it a little bit, it's like, you got to, you got to beat one of these teams, right? You got to do something. You got to look yeah, a little better. Yeah, if you want right? to if you want to make the playoffs, you got to beat um some of these good teams that are on uh, on your schedule and they just haven't done it. Yeah, I mean, they feel like they're perpetually still just in that losing tier of teams. Even if, you know, technically they're 500 right now, they just 
it just doesn't feel like they're going to overcome these these superior teams like the Bills, like the Patriots, like the Chiefs that they have to play twice. So, yeah, I, I really like what Derek Carr's doing, though. Derek Carr has... Yeah, he's playing well. And he's kind of been underrated by a lot of people. A lot of people aren't even including him in, like, top 10 lists. And he's been one of the better quarterbacks in the league up to this point, even if he did have a bad fumble. Uh, well, I don't want to say it was a bad fumble, but he had a fumble uh, in the fourth quarter in this game. So, all right, uh, moving on to... Your upset special of the week, or what I guess you were hoping was going to be your upset special of the week, the Saints <laughs> visiting the Lions. Um, yeah, the Lions, you know, they, they came out hot. They were up uh, 14-0 uh, to, to start out the game, and then it kind of kind of went a little downhill for them. Christian, uh, wh- what do you got on this game? What happened to your Lions this week? <laughs> um, Well, they're not. I'm not claiming the Lions. I just... They they won last week and you know they got Kenny, Gall- Kenny Galladay and T.J. Hawkinson and I was like you know what maybe this Saints team could be uh, reeling a little bit so I thought the Lions could pounce on them and they did <laughs> in that first quarter you know they went down and scored and then they got a pick uh, a pick on Drew Brees on the first play uh, of their drive you know scored fourteen points but then after that uh, they did what the Lions uh, all usually do. And um, they lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess there's no other way to describe. It. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I that's that's also what I saw. I was I, I was I was impressed with the Saints personally. I didn't. Yeah, didn't, props. Give give your props to Drew Brees. James. I have to give my props to Drew Brees. He he was throwing the ball down the field, putting balls on chest, throwing out rests. He was doing it all. Him and Emmanuel Sanders were they had a on big game. The, yeah, yeah. They were on the same page all game long, which is nice to see because. You know, I think losing Michael Thomas, there is that adjustment period. And uh, it. I hope this is an indication that the Saints have adjusted properly to, to not having Michael Thomas. This is their first win uh, without him up to this point out of the three games they've played. Uh, the Saints secondary had some down moments, but they also they had a they had a couple down moments in the middle. I think it was uh, the second quarter. Uh, had a couple PIs, and then they also gave up this ridiculous play to Jesse James. But then they got an interception, and really, at that point, that it was an interception in the end zone by Patrick Robinson. And from that point on, it just it was all Saints. They had 21 points in the second quarter, 35 unanswered points, and yeah, it was 35 to 14 at one point. So yeah, really, they, they kept their penalties down, and they dominated time possession. Had it for. 36 minutes compared to the uh, uh, Lions 23 and on you know the Lions or I'm sorry on the Saints side really quick Alvin Kamara had another big game he had a couple great catches lining up on the outside and uh, Latavius Murray just a big dude just they give him the ball it's really it's really absurd why you would put somebody like that at he's running a, back yeah he's 6'3 that's <laughs> a, a big boy that's, that's too big for a running back and on the Lions side of things this looked oddly similar to their game against the Packers in week two Uh, 14-3 and then they just can't stop anybody and they can't score and that's that's who it is so yeah the the Lions were able to make it a little closer than it looked but really uh, beyond the 14-0 start the Lions got thumped thoroughly so uh, I don't know what else you have to say on that Um, good for the Saints I'm glad they got a bounce back and for the Lions maybe they'll be inspired by uh, the other team we're about to talk about here in a second all right, let's move on to maybe the game that's going to have the most commentary, the Vikings and the Texans, just in the news of yeah, Bill O'Brien. Of, uh, 
being let go. Billy O is gone, Christian. Um, <laughs> Billy O. I, I want to get our. I want to get to the actual game itself. It was what you classified as a real um, heartbreaker, but I also. Do you think the Texans in this loss to the Vikings drop into 0-4? Do you think this was the right move moving on from Bill O'Brien? Um, when I initially heard the news, I uh, didn't. I was kind of confused. Uh, like, kind of was like, really? You're not letting them gonna uh, like at least finish the season out? Or and like, you know, he did put this team together. Uh, so, but I think it was more of they didn't fire Bill O'Brien. The coach, I think they fired Bill O'Brien, the GM. You know, Bill O'Brien, the coach, you know, he's been there for seven years, won the division four times. Uh, he, you know, I mean, the only, I think the one, the big mark on his, uh, on his tenure there is that he hasn't made it to the AFC Championship game. Um, you know, he he was up to 24-0 to zero against the uh, Chiefs last year in the divisional round where they could have gone to the AFC Championship and played a Titans team that they know very well. Um, so, anyway, I think this is a long time coming. This, I, I uh, you know, the GM, as you know, he traded Dwayne Brown away a few years ago. Uh, you know, they tr- let Jadavion Clowney go. They uh, traded, uh, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and now they have, like, the most uh, money, like, sewed up in their cap room, so, yeah, he's made some questionable decisions, I get why they made this move, and, you know, um, now that they have fired him, you know, they can look forward, they can look now, uh, they can get ahead of teams to look for, uh, like, coordinators that are uh, uh, with teams now, they're ahead of other teams that are also, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They kind of get that head start, sort of. Yeah, and and really, I if they're smart, they should be looking at Eric Bieniemy. There's no. Oh yeah, I think he's that would one. be a great hire for them with Deshaun Watson. Man, that would be awesome. And then like I think that the Forty ers uh, defense coordinator, who I, I don't know his name, uh, I don't even know his name. Uh, he's up there if they want to go uh, like a defensive head coach, but I think they'll probably go off. I know Eric Manny, they, they probably will be uh, targeting him. And and really, the thing I want to say, I, I do agree with you that it is kind of surprising they let him go, but I do want to give Bill O'Brien credit in this regard. Before he got to Houston, Houston was this team that, you know, they were going to make the playoffs every so often. They weren't really going to win. They were, you know, really good for a few years, and then they bottomed out with Matt Schaub, and and that's kind of when you saw Bill O'Brien come into the picture. He didn't have a quarterback for several years, and, you know, despite all those challenges. I mean, and he also, look, yeah, he did bring Brock Osweiler in. Yeah, I mean, he, he made, no doubt, he made some bad decisions as a GM, but he, he did, I do think he deserves credit for kind of making the Texans this perennial playoff team. I mean, the Texans are always in the playoffs now, and we expect the Texans to be in the playoffs every year. And I, 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 I picked them, O'Brien. yeah, I picked them to win this division because of Bill O'Brien, you know, he he won the division four out of seven years, like, that's a pretty good record. I just assumed that, you know, uh, they could, I didn't think the Colts were going to be as good as they are this season. So, <laughs> that defense is really good, and um, which I didn't expect. And, you know, they're keeping Phillip Rivers' turnovers down, so that's pretty good. That's really good for them. 
Yeah, and, and, and as far as far as the Texans, I also do agree with you. I mean, it, this move was a long time coming. It kind of after they lost the Chiefs, it really just it was like, what else is there? Like, where else is there to go? <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's funny. Like all his playoff losses have been blowouts. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. You know, you get you get to play against. He's got a few wins. I think a couple wins. He had one win against the Bills last year. I think his other win, if I'm not mistaken, probably was against the Bengals. I don't know. I I no. do remember no, yeah, he yeah. played the Raiders when Derek was it 2015 when Derek Carr was playing. That's great. what it was. And that's they what the other they were was. playing their backup and they and the Texans were playing with like either Brock Os Brock Osweiler or something somebody that that's Tom up. Savage one of those <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he was from. playing, and also, uh, you know, when they drafted uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, he didn't initially get the start. <laughs> he got the start yeah. in week one, like, after a quarter or a half or whatever, and they threw him in. Yeah, and then he hurt. He tore his ACL halfway through the season. Uh, but as far as far as where the Texans go from here, yeah, this is, I hate to say it, but this feels like it's a rebuilding team. Um, they're gonna have to tear it down, and it's unfortunate because you're gonna waste a year or two of Deshaun Watson. And they're uh, um, they don't have any draft capital this upcoming yeah. year, and uh, it's, it's a yeah. You know, Miami but, has their first and second pick, so. But I mean, the thing is, is I will say this: they have Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, if you say, all right, you know, you can't have draft capital for a couple years, but you have a superstar quarterback who's you know, only in his third or fourth or Deshaun Watson's in his fourth year, I think. He's drafted to 17. So, yeah, fourth year. I mean, you take that. So, that's not a bad setup, but this is going to be a team that's going to have to take some steps back before they can go forward. Um, and, yeah, good luck to them. I really hope they can, you know, come back. This is a really tough conference. It's shaping out to be a lot of young, great quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson come to mind. Um but, you know, the Texans are right there in that group as far as quarterbacks go. So I, I hope they can rebuild it back. On this game, um, let's talk about the Vikings a little bit. The Vikings really, they don't. I thought the Vikings, for the most part, they pretty much had the game. Like, there was one point, it was 17-16. to 16, It was, you know, in the third quarter, the, the Texans were able to bring it back. But really, I the Vikings, they got what they wanted. Dalvin Cook played well. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thieland. Um, yeah, it was just a really good game for the Vikings all around, I thought. What what are your thoughts on that? Um yeah, exactly like you said, you know, if this Vikings offense runs through Dalvin Cook and when you're letting Dalvin Cook hit you up for nearly 5 yards of carry, 130 yards and two touchdowns, uh you're going to you're not going to you're going to have a hard time stopping this team because then Dalvin Cook gets you in short yardage, then Kirk Cousins can get play action off that and Allen Thielen and Justin Jefferson are looking like uh, two very good uh, wide receiver tandems. So, uh, yeah, uh, the Texans, they they almost had it. You know, they were in the fourth, and if, if Will Fuller comes down with that ball, um, you know, they could have been going into overtime. Who, who knows what happens after that, you know? They, they, yeah, they, I mean, could have got and, that two-point conversion and then, uh, you know, win the overtime, and then maybe they could have won it. But, yeah, the Texans really didn't have a uh, – didn't really uh, – control this game at all well and maybe yeah maybe you're right maybe i'm being a little um too harsh on the way the texans played because yeah you're right they were right there at the end i mean they could have they had a chance to to really be back in this game and make it competitive at the end and uh it obviously didn't work in their favor but the, the texans did fight back and 
really it's their schedule is going to get easier, so they're going to rack up a couple wins, and we're all going to yeah, go. They're oh, maybe Jacksonville next week. Yeah, so. we're going to go. Maybe Bill O'Brien was the problem, and it's like, well, I mean, I don't know how well you would have done, no matter who was there playing the Tex or playing the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. So the Vikings, not really an excuse, obviously, but I, I think the Texans are still going to find some wins in, in the upcoming future, regardless of who their head coach is. So. Uh, Romeo Cornell stepping up, and hopefully, yeah, good luck to the Texans. Vikings get on the board, and uh, maybe they can start to turn their season around a little bit, try to get closer to 500 next next week. Uh, are you ready to move on, though, to I think this game – I don't think either of us actually saw this game, uh, the Giants and the Rams. No, um, not really. I also did not. Uh, from the box score, from the highlights, it was not very intriguing, and really the – the main storyline that came out of this game was Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate's fight at the end of it. Um, <laughs> outside of that, though, the Rams 17-9 took care of business. The Giants, they looked a little better, but really, meh. Nobody really showed up in the box score. Nobody, nobody, it wasn't, there just wasn't anything intriguing about this game from, from the outset, it looks like. Um Giants continue to be winless. I don't know. What, what do you have to say on this, Christian? Do you have any notes on this? Um, Just Daniel Jones. They need to just really cut down on these turnovers. You know, he had an interception, and he had another fumble. I know, I think in his first three years, I think he's now up to, like, 30 oh my uh, turnovers now in uh, his tenure in, in uh, New York. So, uh, they really got to figure this stuff out. You know, he and he got sacked five times. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is just a, this is just tough uh, all around. Just Giants. This is just a rough. Uh, it's gonna be a rough season for them. And um, you know, funny enough, if they could, you know, rattle out some wins, they're still in this division. Yeah, they got the Cowboys. <laughs> funny next enough, week. you know, I mean, that's. I, I yeah, I don't think they can beat the Cowboys. I but, hope not. Uh, <laughs> you would think, but I, we'll, I we'll I'm see. nervous. I was talking to my dog about it, and I'm 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 skeptical. I mean, but their offense hasn't looked great, so I I think y'all have at least a step above them on that. But yeah, the Rams three and one, they're keeping up with the with Seattle at least. Yeah, and the the Forty Niners lost as well, and the Cardinals lost, so the Rams find themselves in second place definitively. So good for them, and they play Washington next week. Uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins got benched after having a pretty decent game against the Ravens. Uh pretty shocking but they they think they have um they think they got something so they're going to kyle allen yeah that makes me a little nervous i don't uh, what's alex smith's situation i haven't even seen the update on that i don't know why they just don't go to alex smith that dude can win them ball games um uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't either but that, i think i think he, he may be taking like a leadership role kind of i guess i mean he needs to be taking a quarterback role if they want to start winning <laughs> they didn't win him with Fair. kyle allen and dwayne haskins um on on the rams though they do you know playing washington um that should be an interesting matchup jared goff has been known to struggle against those really dominant defensive fronts so maybe the maybe Washington can make him uncomfortable, force some turnovers, and set it up easy. I don't, uh, I don't know Chase Young's uh, status. He might yeah, yeah, I don't either. Game. Actually, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, again, if they, it all depends on a lot of these injuries, obviously. But if they're if they're able to make Jared Goff uncomfortable and set their offense up, which is very anemic, their offense. But if they can set him up, you know, I could see a pathway for the for Washington to maybe upset the Rams. This is one of those handful of games this year that you look at Washington and go 
uh, they could sneak up on somebody this week. You know, Jared Goff is not super duper mobile. He's not. He's not. Uh, I guess totally beating. I can't. I can't think of the word, but basically making that offensive line um, worthless to a degree. He, he's not going to be able to do that. They're going to be able to get to him. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, do you have anything else on this game? No. All right. Move on. Move on to a very interesting game: the Chargers traveling to the Bucks, uh, a shootout, thirty-eight to yeah. thirty-one final. But uh, really, this was a tale of two halves. Uh, the Chargers yeah. dominated in the first half, and the Bucks came roaring back, outscored the Chargers thirty-one to seven after finding themselves down twenty-four to seven. Justin Herbert played well, only had five incompletions. Tom Brady, five touchdowns. Christian, what are your thoughts on uh, the Bucks and the Chargers? Were you impressed by what you saw from the Chargers, or is this kind of more or less what you thought it would be? Um, the Chargers, uh, you know, they've been a lot been in a lot of their games. You know, they had a lead against the Chiefs. Uh, they really, uh, the Panthers really uh, didn't really didn't have anything going, but they were uh, they were up in this game twenty four to seven, and if it wasn't for a fumble uh, in the end of the half toward the end of that second quarter, you know, that put the Bucks team, you know, like, that's the difference between going down three possessions to two possessions, you know, and so that, I think that was really what kicked it off, you know, I'll props, gotta get my props to Tom Brady, threw down the field, uh, almost 400 yards, five touchdowns, he played a great game, yeah, Justin Herbert's gonna get killed probably for that interception, but I mean, he played a great game, he only had five incompletions, you know, it's, it's not his fault that, you know, he, he drives them down and they get a field, get in field goal range and they miss the kick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus not only that, you know, you talk about that fumble that really seemed like it was the turning point. They were trying to run the ball. Like they were, yeah, that was a team that was half. like, we're good. We're happy with this half. Let's go in. They weren't trying to be aggressive and made a stupid decision. It was just a muffed handoff. And that really, I mean, it sounds weird to say, you know, you're still up 24 to 10, or I'm sorry, 24 to 14, but I mean, that that was it. Like, from that point on, the game and was then, different. Uh, they did lead in the third, you know. Justin Herbert did throw a touchdown pass in the third that put them up 31-28. Yeah, yeah. And and it, that was that was the response. It was finally when the, uh, the Patriots took control of the, the buck, game, took the their Buccaneers. first lead. That uh, I think they had, I think it was their first lead, but that was yeah, Justin Herbert and that was Chargers offense responded, and you know I mean it's it's unfortunate you put up thirty one points in a game, you're up twenty four to seven at one point. That's a game you got to win. It is against Tom Brady though, you know. But yeah, I mean I I was very impressed with Justin Herbert. This was the best game I thought he's played by far. It was the one where. I watching it was kind of verbally like, oh wow, that was awesome. That was a really good play. Um, yeah, I was very, very happy with, with Justin Herbert's performance, but can't out be a, ain't no beating the goat yet. He's not beating the goat yet. He ain't there yet. If this was Patty, yeah, sure. But nah, nah, Justin Herbert ain't there yet. He's still got some, some lumps he's got to take, but props to the chargers going on the road, cross country and putting up a fight that was against what a lot of people consider an elite team right now in the bucks. So yeah, re- really good defense and time time. So far, they've been this offense has been progressing uh, week by week. Yeah, and I mean, this is we again, you know, as we've talked about a lot, we're at the point where the Bucks are really going to be one of those really good teams for a while, and uh, this is this is just a continuation of that. But the Chargers, 
even though their record now I think is one and three, it, it's really not. It doesn't. This does not feel like a one and three team. I guess this feels like maybe there should have been a win somewhere in there that they lost. They they lost a heartbreaker to the to the Chiefs, and then they lose this heartbreaker to the Bucks. They got beat last week, but this is. This is a good team. I, I do. I'm. I'm optimistic about where both these teams are going at this current point in the season. Yeah, you ready to move on though to my hometown game? I guess the Colts and the Bears. Yeah, we can. Well, um, I feel really good about my Colts pick. They <laughs> beat this team 19 to yeah, 11. Yeah, y- you should. Yeah, and uh, the Bears offense. It looked anemic. Nick Foles looked like he was not on the same page. He also was not throwing the ball with a lot of zip. I was really confused on a lot of the passes. He threw a lot of touch passes. They couldn't run the ball. Um, and that that Colts defense is, is legit. It's a very good defense. It's been the best defense through four weeks so far. Um, so, yeah, what, what, what do you got, Christian? Um, I, I don't actually remember who you picked for this game. I, um, I picked the Bears. Okay. I, I, Probably is premature, you know, Nick. I mean, Nick Foles, he was playing the Falcons defense last week, so uh, probably premature on my pick to saying that, yeah, they can just go in and, uh, and come in and beat this team when Nick Foles really doesn't have that chemistry yet. Um, Allen Robinson had a pretty good game, though. He had 100, 101 yards and a touchdown. Um, but, I mean, it was a late, late uh, touchdown that uh, – that the the Bears just weren't in this game the entire game. They only had three points up yeah, until Yeah, I mean, fourth. they had three points through the first three quarters. I mean, it yeah. was... I mean, and in, in the Colts did just enough. They kind of just... I think this is the how this Colts wanna, wants to play. They want to run the ball, play great defense, you know, m- minimize Phillip Rivers' uh, you know turnovers. I mean, he, he had a pretty pedestrian day, only 16 for 29, 190 yards and a touchdown. Um, but no... Uh, this Colts team looks legit. Um, if it weren't for the Titans being undefeated and they didn't play this past week, uh, in which I, if, if they would have played, I think they would have lost to the Steelers. And so I, Indianapolis could couldn't be on this, on top of this division. But you know, we'll uh, we'll see when they play each other. But no, nah, this Colts team's pretty good, and. Um, this Bears team's got to turn around now and uh, to uh, play the Bucks on Thursday night. So Which is, they get to be at home, but yeah, that's a rough. They get to be home, but you know they didn't have chemistry in this game, and you're gonna expect them to have chemistry in like uh, only a few days later. Um, Did so. you hear what Nick Foles said after the game? He's like, "I we were four days short. We just need four more days." And things will all make sense for us. <laughs> well, so. you got you got you got uh, four days, so. Uh, that's a lie. I was uh, Nick Foles did not say that. Please don't, oh. don't come after me. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I mean, I I, I want to brag on the Bears a little bit. I was very happy. I was impressed with their defense. Their defense had some opportunities that they just yeah, couldn't cash legit. in on. Khalil Mack dropped an interception in the first quarter, and then um, uh, who Roquan Smith almost had an interception in the end zone, uh, but he just he his. Uh, I think his foot was out just ever so slightly, and it got overturned. But that said, that defense, they had two goal line stands sort of that this could have easily been a 21-3 to ball game, and instead they went down into half 13-3. and um, Or maybe it wasn't two goal line stands, but they, they, they played really well in spots. They also um, 
they were able to stop that run game. They were getting gashed early, but they got a they got a bottle on that run game, which doesn't typically happen. You don't see teams generally key in on the run game after they're getting gashed at the beginning. Usually it gets worse and worse. Um, but yeah, they got it under control and it was really it was a really decent performance for them given the awfulness that their offense was presenting. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah, as you said, they have a quick turnaround. Maybe the offense can get back on track, but We'll talk about that a little bit later, but I think we both are skeptical of that this week. So, uh, good for the Colts, though. I feel good about them going to the AFC Championship and losing to the Chiefs. (laughs) And the Bears take their first loss of the season, which is kind of weird because, you know, Nick Foles 0-1 as a starter, Mitch Trubisky 2-0 as a starter, but I think we all feel more comfortable (laughs) about Nick Foles being in the starting lineup than Mitch. And at this rate, they'll probably be 0-2 under Nick Foles, and we'll still all say, nah, it's the right move. (laughs) So that says a lot there. Uh, But are you ready to move on to one of our favorite games, or one of my favorite games, uh, the Jags and the Bengals? Jaguars and the Bengals specifically. Um, If you had told me a year ago that I would have (laughs) been excited to watch the 0-3 Bengals, or the 0-2-1 Bengals, excuse me, play the 1-2 Jaguars I would have said you're insane, and that's not going to happen. But it did. I was very excited to watch this game. Uh, Christian, what do you think about Joe Burrow getting his first win here? Um, to to be cliche, is Joe Burrow legitimate? Oh, I have a stat here uh, that Sports Center tweeted uh, when they won on Sunday. Joe Burrow just became the first rookie in NFL history to throw for 300 plus yards in three straight games. So yeah, I think he is legit. Um, they are asking him to do a lot, but you know he's doing it. Uh, with he's doing it with, as best as he can, and he's doing it pretty well. Um, they finally got Joe Mixon going. Um, he had 151 yards, two touchdowns, was averaging six point yards per carry. Uh, so they're gonna be looking to you know kind of ride off him more a little bit. But Joe Burrow only took a only took one sack this this week. I know and that's that, an improvement. <laughs> yeah, this Bengals offensive line, his offensive line has not been great, but played uh good for Joe. Uh. Yeah, I just think these teams are still need to build around uh, their quarterbacks. I, I do like Garner Minshew. Um, he did have a bit of a rough game. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I'm excited for these two franchises. It looks like they both have their guys. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both – we've been both pretty vocal. I know I just came around this year on it, but we've been pretty vocal about Gardner Minshew and Joe Burrow, you know, being – the franchise quarterbacks of these two teams. Uh, it's kind of sad because you picked the Bengals, I picked the Jaguars, so I've picked the Bengals every week except this week. And the, <laughs> the one where they win. The one week that they're actually playing a game, you look at that and go, you know, they can win that game. That's a winnable game. Definitely, they, they, they of course they win it, and I'm, I don't pick them that week because I'm a dummy. Um, but yeah, I, I Gardner Minshew had an interception early. Bengals defense had a few mistakes, a couple personal fouls on one drive. Uh, but Gardner Minshew and DJ Shark shredded. They had two touchdowns total. Um, and as you said, Joe Mixon, that contract, he finally showed up. He had a big game. Um, on on the Jaguar side of things, their running back, James Robinson, I really like that guy. That He doesn't yeah, have like I, a big I, I stat said. sheet. He's not breaking 60-plus yard runs. But every time he runs – He's like fighting, scrapping for yards. It's just, it's really, he looks like he really helps that team and gives them, even if it's not 
a strong, strong run game or dominant. It's still a run game. And he had a total, 100 total yards on the day as well, receiving and rushing. Um, the Jaguars kicker made four or five field goals. That's really good for, for uh, Aldrick Rosas, who's uh, replacing Josh Lambeau, who's on IR currently. And the last thing I have to say about this game is in Joe Burrow. And I hate to say it because I've been against it, but I think Bucky Brooks has said this in the past. Uh, and I think it, it's – I kind of got to admit it's kind of true. He reminds me a lot, Joe Burrow, of Tony Romo. The way he moves <laughs> and throws, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a bit more mobile. He he is a little more mobile than Tony Romo, but he does a lot of the same. Tony Romo just moves around in the pocket and made people miss and ducked under people and spun out and just threw these balls down the field. And it's like, oh, wow, it's completed. I can't believe that happened. And Joe Burrow's got a lot of that in him. So that's exciting to watch uh, for Joe Burrow. But... Yeah, good. Congratulations to Joe Burrow. Congratulations uh, to the Bengals and uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean they're just, yeah, they're going to continue to struggle this year. Uh, you hope they can pick up some wins somewhere, but yeah, this is not a, not a good team. Uh, even if hopefully they are going on the going in the right direction. So, anything else you wanted to add on this game? No, we can we can move on. All right, to the Sunday night game, the 49ers and the Eagles. The Eagles taking a win 25 to 20. Nick Mullins, the 49ers quarterback in place of injured quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, got benched uh after having three turnovers, all three of which were at very consequential times in the game. Christian, are you buying the Eagles or was this more of a 49ers collapse? Um, I would uh chuck this win up for the Eagles to uh, the Eagles defense uh, they had five sacks um, so they were really disrupting um, you know the 49ers and you know as you said Nick Mullins uh, didn't do them any favors turning the ball over like that and you know Carson Wentz did just enough to win this game I'm not gonna I, I like look I like Carson Wentz but uh, you know he is dragging uh, in, another injury riddled Eagles team across the finish line um. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. if if the Forty ers w- were at full strength, uh, not nah, this game would have been this game would have been bad. That that defensive line would have uh terrorized Carson Wentz all year, and he would have looked very bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just love now that you know we like to you know um, uh, you know make fun of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but you know. <laughs> Uh, this 49ers team needs them. Um, Very, yeah. You know, yeah. I George mean, Kittle, that... I mean, was uh, phenomenal uh, again in that game. He had 15 targets, 15 catches, so at 100% catch rate, 183 yards and a touchdown. But that's that was about it. They did get some contributions from the running game. But, As always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Shanahan is uh, good at scheming those runs up. But, yeah, I think there's – this game gets shocks up to Nick Mullins' mistakes and, you know, uh, the Eagles' defense getting pressure. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of that. I Nick Mullins had an interception at the end of the half in, I think it was the red zone. If not, it was right outside the red zone. Uh, so, I mean, those are points that they didn't put up because of an interception. And then in the fourth quarter, he had a fumble, and then on his very next offensive play, he had an interception. And both of which led to touchdowns for the Eagles. That's 14 points in, in the fourth quarter for the Eagles off of turnovers. And 
that's really that was the story of the game at that point Nick Mullins got benched and the the Eagles had the lead against a, a 49ers offense that had CJ Beathard in at quarterback <laughs> and they just they they weren't they weren't going to score a touchdown they weren't doing it so I mean good for Carson Wentz I'm glad he he made some nice plays he did not bottom out like he had the previous three weeks he <laughs> he had an I think he had an interception but he did not have did he have an interception I can't remember he did he had okay yeah but I mean that's you know I mean an interception's fine but when you're throwing two or three every week it's like guy ah, you gotta you gotta <laughs> stop so I'm glad Carson Wentz did that uh hopefully this is a sign of him maybe turning the corner this season kind of getting out of that funk he was in and, and going back in the right direction well, but, I think the Eagles just need to get healthy, but I mean, yeah, uh, the NFC East is is the NFC East, so <laughs> they they're gonna have a chance to make the playoffs. So, so yeah, I mean, and and on the Nick Mullins thing, they the broadcasters talked about this John Gruden quote. It was like he's he, John Gruden said something like Nick Mullins, you know, you get he's basically something to the effect of, well, you know, Nick Mullins. He's a not a flashy guy. He doesn't he doesn't seem like he does a lot, but at the end of the day, he wins more than he loses, and that's just not true. Nick Mullins is a losing record in, in the league. Nick Mullins has not been good as a starter. He's been pedestrian at best. And yeah, to to your final point, th- this is a team that needs Jimmy Garoppolo to be really competitive in any sense of the word. I mean, this is a hemorrhaging Eagles team at least the first three weeks, and they couldn't beat him. They couldn't beat them. And, I mean, it's not like the Eagles aren't hurt either. The Eagles are way banged up. So, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is super important to this team. Carson Wentz kind of stops the bleeding, and that defense takes care of business. And the Eagles get their first win of the season. The 49ers drop to 2-2. Two and two. Um, Do you have anything else? Oh, uh, real quick on the Eagles. Their schedule is about to get brutal. I think they play uh, Baltimore either this week or next week. Uh, they have a. I think they play Pittsburgh at some point. They they have they have a rough few games coming up. They uh, so next week they go to uh Pittsburgh, and the following week they play the Ravens. Um, after that they do play the Giants, so that could that's a bounce back game. And then they play the Cowboys. Yeah, but I mean, going into that game against the Giants, this could be a team that's one four and one. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes, but. Yeah, are you ready to move on to, uh, or I guess close the book on week four, close the chapter, and move on to our first week five game, this Thursday night game against the uh, Bucks and the Bears? You ready? Yeah. All right, well, I'm going out the gate. I'll say Bucks. I just trust the Bucks where they're at as a team in terms of their chemistry more than I trust where the Bears are with Nick Foles going into his second start, but really only a week and a half's worth of prep time with the with the first strings. Uh, fun fact about this game is it is a rematch between Nick Foles and Tom Brady, so that's always fascinating. And it is it, this this is a game that could have playoff implications. You could see both these teams vying for wild card or even their division possibly. So uh, consequential game in that regard as well. Christian, who do you got for this game? Who's taking it home? Um, I'm gonna go Bucks. As I said when we we're talking about the the Colts Bears game, I just don't. You know they they that offense that Bears offense didn't look like it was uh, uh, ready to play not not ready to play just didn't have that chemistry um, so you know and you got to turn around and play on a Thursday night after you just played Sunday um, when you had chemistry issues I don't think that's just going to turn around overnight and you're playing a Bucks defense that's been one of the best defenses in the league so far um, Tom Brady and that offense looks like they're moving. 
Um, like they're getting doing well. I know they're having some injuries. Uh, I don't know if Chris Godwin's going to play Chris, uh, Leonard Fournette. So we'll see how they look, but it's funny enough. Um, you know, I'm looking, I'm on ESPNs and they're having the Bucks, uh, for this matchup, Bucks are getting a 65.6 win percentage. Um, and, but the spread is only, uh, minus three and a half on the Bucks. Really? It was five and a half yesterday. Yeah. Dang, yeah. it's moved by two points. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I would take that bet. Yeah, I would take that bet, honestly. I, I, I was leaning towards Bucks up five and a half at three. I'm definitely taking the Bucks. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll actually bet it. I don't like betting the Thursday night games because I like parlaying my bets. But I would bet the Bucks if I were betting. So, yeah, okay, we're both taking the Bucks to start out week five. And uh, we'll be back on Friday or Saturday, depending on when this goes out. And uh, we'll be giving the picks for the rest of the games. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add for this week, Christian? Mm, no. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Have a good rest of your week.